0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Attitude Era Wrestling Review Podcast, where today we will be reviewing WWF Raw from October 21st, 1996, the day after in your house buried alive from the Market Square Arena in Indianapolis, Indiana. But this is from Fort Wayne, Indiana, and I have it on very good authority that Mr. Bret Hart will be here tonight. Brett's back we have a perfect heel turn a cameo by the most electrifying man in sports entertainment if you saw that on this episode it was a quick little peek and we have um, a match I don't care about a match that was actually pretty good for kind of surprise so let's see will you not care about us or are we going to turn out to be pleasantly surprising First, let me introduce me and my tag team partner. I am your armchair booker of the year, Drew. On the other side of the microphone, or the can on a string, who knows? Technology's weird. Is the man with a plan, Arnold. Arnold, how are you today? And what?: about?
1: I'm not doing too bad today. Just uh, kind of riveted by this episode of Raw. Mmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, best way mm-hmm. to put it. <laughs> this was this was a weird episode of Raw. Like, not a whole lot. I mean, we had three matches, but still didn't seem like there was a lot in the ring because the middle of the show was an interview that was the most exciting thing on the TV show. Yep. And that's not a, we're not, that's not a knock. That's not a bad thing. Mm, nah. Because, not at all. Because meow, I can't do, I can't do this song, but I love do 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 I used to have Brett's Hart's theme as my ringtone on my phone. Nice. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. <laughs> at one of the all time great just wrestling entrance themes. So we open up the show this morning with a package saying Brett's back, and so is Mister Perfect going to make his in-ring debut today versus everybody's favorite showman, Hunter Hearst Helmsley, Trips, About time. Triple H, whatever you want to call him. I mean, we haven't got the Cerebral Assassin or the Game. <sighs> The game uh who uh always has to uh end every uh I love that rock promo. <laughs> that is one of the greatest just <clears throat> Oh yeah, I love it. I actually
1: watched that the other day. Just I was like, you know, I'm bored, I'll just watch some uh some rock promos. <laughs> oh that was on there. And I love it whenever the camera goes to uh trips and stuff, because you can almost tell they're trying to hold it back hold back laughing.
0: Oh speaking <clears throat> speaking of the rock promos. Have I told you about my new game that I like to play with telemarketers?
1: Um, I don't know if you told me about it, but I do remember I saw you post about it.
0: Okay. Well, for our listeners who may not follow me on Facebook or, and or Twitter, here's what I do to telemarketers nowadays. Bring, bring. Hello? Yes, my name is Mary with the uh, I'm going to sell you a bunch of crap. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What did you say your name was? My name's It doesn't matter what your name is. And that's usually when they hang out. Well, they've all hung up so far immediately when I do that.
1: Hey, if it works, it works.
0: So if you guys ever want to have fun with telemarketers, start pulling the rocks. It doesn't matter on them. They hate it. (laughs) And let me tell you what, it's fun. It's real fun. (laughs) Insert evil laugh here.
1: I don't know if I've had any. It's been a while since I've had like a live like spam caller. Usually, they're all those goofy robocalls.
0: Yeah, it's not as fun with the robocalls. I still do it. Even the ones, like the programmed ones that are just programmed for a response. Hello? Mm-hmm. Yes, my name is. Hello? Yes, my name is. Hello? Yes, my name is. Oh, shut up. They always end up
1: leaving voicemails, and you can tell it's something that's on a loop. Because it'll start with something first and it's, hi, this is so-and-so from Herperderp Company. Your uh, business loan came through and I'm like, that's good news. I'm going to go ahead and delete this because I didn't sign up for a business loan.
0: Oh, do you ever get the random like spam texts? Oh, I get those all the time. I got one yesterday that my $8,000 is ready to DMV. Just click this weird link with a bunch of letters and hieroglyphics. Yeah, that seems legit. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Who falls for this? Somebody, somebody, or else they wouldn't keep trying. I mean, why, if you're going to do that, at least be legit with it. I mean, I've gotten so much money from that Nigerian prince that it's mm-hmm. ridiculous. That guy's giving me so much money. If you guys want money from him, just send me your bank accounts with your password and emails and social security numbers, and I will hook you up with that Nigerian prince money. Score? Yeah. <laughs> oh speaking of scoring how'd you like our first match that was a terrible I was segue
1: pleasantly surprised to say the least um i didn't think this match was going to be as decent as i thought it was i be honest because uh i mean you know how mr hart is in the ring mr owen hart with our favorite lawyer, Clarence Mason, taking on the notoriously i never learned how to sell in wrestling school, Psycho Sid. I was like, yeah, I was pleasantly surprised at this. Like, and there, was, and there was a couple times in the match where Sid probably should have sold a little longer for certain moves. Mainly, uh, there was one, oh God, I wrote it down. Oh, there it is. Missile drop kick. Whenever uh, Owen hit that missile drop kick off the top and Sid, he took it. He took the bump, fell on his back, rolled over almost immediately, and got right back up.
0: uh, My exact thing I wrote was, Sid, no bumps, missile drop kick.
1: (laughs) I'm sorry. I don't care who you are, whether you're in a wrestling ring or, I don't know, you happen to meet the one guy who attempts a missile drop kick in a street fight. You're not getting up from that immediately.
0: At least you shouldn't. That would be sure. you. You would try the missile drop kick in a street fight. <laughs> I'm not nimble enough. <laughs> I didn't say but you'd do know. it well. I just said you'd try it.
1: Yeah, I, you know what? I'd try it. <laughs> I would try it. I mean, chances are the person's not going to see it coming. So, <laughs> like, yeah. what is Why is he climbing up the steps? Oh, my God, is that a missile drop kick?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'd probably uh, take the
1: bump harder than the guy I kick would. That's for sure. <laughs>
0: I will tell you one thing about this time. It actually was my, it was in 1996 because I was in sixth grade. Um, I learned a valuable lesson about wrestling moves. I wasn't even watching wrestling at this time. I just knew what a sleeper hold was. I learned that if you legit put one on somebody, they pass out in about five seconds. If that Mm -hmm. long.
1: Yeah. yeah. You put a sleeper hold on somebody, right? Oh yeah. They'll Mm -hmm. go out
0: quick. Fun story. Sixth grade, Mrs. Winner's English class. She wasn't in the classroom at the time. the Class had just started. We just got there, and this kid and me never, let's say, saw eye to eye. I mean, just I don't even remember, you know, twenty five years ago what the argument was about. Shocking. Um, well, uh, let's say we got to a little bit of a spat, and he had one of those. I guess they're still the same as they always were. The same design. Those big mechanical pencils. Oh, yep. Came at me with one like he's gonna just lunge, you know, not not like psycho stab, like from the top, but you know, thrust forward underneath, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Oh, and he did yeah. that, he did that with the pencil at me. I was nimble enough to parry the arm away. And when his arm swung wide, I came in from the other side, grabbed him in the sleeper. One, two, three, he goes completely. I mean, legit grabbed him hard because the dude had to like you know, what could easily stab me with, with something. And one, two, three, and his body just goes limp. I mean, I'm holding, I couldn't hold him up because, you know, he was about the same size as I am. He just goes dead weight all of a sudden. So I let go and he just falls on the floor, just out cold. Done. At <laughs> this time, Mrs. Winters, who I should should say is at this point easily in her mid to upper sixties and walks in and goes, what's wrong with beep? I'm not going to say his name. And we're like, everybody's just, cause I'd already went to my seat and everybody's sitting there. Like you see, like in the 1950s with their hands in front of them, staring straight ahead. Like, <laughs> and I just, I just calmly can be go, he's taking a nap. Wasn't lying. He was, was taking a nap. He just didn't willingly take a nap. <laughs> So, yeah, sleepers can put people to sleep. It's not like you fight for two minutes in a sleeper hole in the middle of the ring. You put one on, bam, they out. Ah, anyway, back to the match. <laughs> Fun little <laughs> segue. I don't know how we got off on sleepers. and Oh, because he sold a drop kick. And, oh, he was talking about you doing one in a real fight, and I actually pulled a sleeper on a guy. Fun time.
1: I, I haven't done a wrestling move in a, in, a, in a fight, but then again, I was like, I mean, I don't really try to look for fights.
0: No,
2: oh,
1: yeah,
0: no, I'm not a not a big fighter. I've been in a, I've been in a few scraps of my time. In mm,
1: oh yeah, I've been in a few scraps for sure. Um, yeah. Uh,
0: <laughs> Broke a guy's nose in gym class when his mom was a substitute teacher. Oh, that's lovely. <laughs> he started it.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, you finished it. That's oh, all that yeah. 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 But anywho, let's not talk about a own fight. Let's talk about Sid and Owen.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, yeah. But I agree with you. Yes. It should have sold a little more on a lot of this. Oh, yeah. I mean, that was, I mean, really, that was my only, really only
1: complaint about this, about this match. Like, it was a few times where Sid just kind of went through the motion, so to speak. And it's like, it's one thing if you guys are, you know, getting ready for everything. I feel like it's another one. It's like, all right, you know, lights are on. We're in front of the crowd. Let's do our job kind of deal. But, I mean, really, like I said, outside of that, no, I mean, these guys put on a pretty good match. It was like I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, it was nice getting the uh, Davy Boy Smith uh, appearance there. Just kind of casually walks out from the back while Sid's on the floor. And it's like, oh, I'm just <laughs> going to lift you up. Hey, what's up, Sid? So it's like, nah. Here's a sucker punch, bud.
0: <laughs> uh, we'll hear more from a bulldog here in a few. <laughs> and uh, I
1: mean, hey, I mean that was a pretty good uh,
0: distraction, I guess,
1: for uh, from a uh, old bulldog because uh, gave uh, Owen a chance to come in with that knee chop, looked, stiff uh... stiff chop block. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was that's safe. what I meant. Yeah, chop block. I don't know why I said. Knee. He hit the knee. You know,
0: uh, I mean, it was safe. Don't get me wrong, but it looked good. Mm-hmm. It looked, yeah. I mean, it's Owen. It looked, Owen always looked good. Oh yeah. yeah. And yeah,
1: Sid actually sold that, so I was pretty surprised by that.
0: I'm sure if he didn't, he'd get a legit one. Like, dude, if mm-hmm. I chop block somebody who's six foot nine, I'm, you, you. stay down for a while.
1: So you better, like, yeah. You better chop. You better, better sell that. I'm I mean, stumbling
0: all over words today. Yeah, let me get my <laughs> heat. Let me get my heat. But, mm-hmm.
1: yeah, that was nice. It was oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was. And uh, <clears throat> this is like, then I think it was, like, right after that there was a commercial. It's kind of like, oh, well, I don't know. I, I guess, I mean, this is kind of a personal gripe of mine. Like, I don't, I'm not a huge fan of commercials in the middle of matches. I never have been. I'm still not. If I get a chance to watch anything, I, I just don't like it. I'm sure they have to do it for, you know, money. N- pay but- the bills. Yeah, and it's like, I don't know, to me, it's just like, it would be like if you're watching a football game, you know, we're in a two-minute drill time, crunch time. Insert team here is driving down the field. Get a big play. It's first and goal. And all of a sudden, Al Michaels is like, well, we'll be right back after these messages. And then you come back, and it's like, oh, my goodness, they won. It was nuts. Y'all should have seen it.
0: Well, I mean, that's a little—that's a little unfair comparison because it's not like they're taking commercials in the finish. There's a reason it's called a break spot.
1: Fair enough. Knock Fair a enough. guy
0: down, where he has to sell for a while. Then you go to commercial and come back and get him back moving. Usually, it's like a hold, like this, the aforementioned sleeper or the chin lock in the middle of the ring, which people have dubbed rest holds now. But yeah, something like that. It's not like, oh, my God, Sid's going for the choke slam. We'll be back in 90 seconds. Oh, my God, it was the greatest chokeslam ever. He went right through the ring to the depths of hell. This would be the, we're going to take a commercial at the two-minute warning, which I believe they usually do, don't they? Depends. Yeah.
1: Nine times a in they usually do. Yeah, well. Unless it's like 14 to 14. And then Man. they sit there and you see the coaches like, all right, guys, we got this. Yeah. Speaking of got this. So of course, you know, Owen's working the knee, obviously. I mean, he chopped him. So why not? Uh, You know, and then of course that goes on for a little while. Sid's like, oh no, sir. Here comes the choke slam. You know what? I changed my mind. How about a powerbomb? And that's when Bulldog shows up in the ring again, it says, how about I just close on you and you get the DQ win. So there's your win folks. It was a, dq bulldog and owen start jumping sid and who comes to the rescue none other than sid's good friend and your wwf champion Shawn michaels mm-hmm. it's just it's beautiful to see just such such a good friendship yeah it's, just, it's so awesome man and i really hope these guys stay friends forever bffs I mean, I can't think of a better bromance than Psycho Sid and Heartbreak Kid Shawn Michaels.
0: Yeah, it's not like just a couple of years ago gave him, or about a year ago gave him five power bombs in the, middle of the ring. That never happened. Oh no, nah, man! I mean, that, that's fake news, man. Yeah, no, no. Nope. <laughs> so that's just no. We don't talk about that. But man, Sean <laughs> yeah, came down with like a speeding bullet, and I love when he like slid in the ring, went like halfway across, like almost all the way across. Oh yeah, he went. On, he was. A,
1: it was a. Full on sprint, like he was like, I gotta save my friend.
0: Have you seen? <laughs> have you seen that botch where somebody does that and they can't stop and just slide all the way through and flop off the other side of the ring? <laughs> I can't remember who it was. I mean, that's almost as great as what's his face tripping and falling underneath the ring on the way to the Royal Rumble. Oh yeah, I remember that. That was O'Neill. Oh my god, mm-hmm. that was hilarious. Probably the most hilarious botch on the face of the planet.
2: <laughs>
0: but yes. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, DQ, Sid wins. Bulldog with the interference. Sean saves him. And Sean and Sid talk in the ring again, just like last night. Hmm. But they, they shake hands. We're still bros.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, they're still bros.
1: I was like, yeah, that was was pretty much the match. And like I said, I I mean, yeah, for me, that was a good way to start Raw. I mean, why not? You got Sid, who is over like Rover at this point. Owen Hart, who is Owen Hart. Of course, he's going to get booze. He's the heel. And they put on a pretty good match. Even the interference and everything made sense. Shawn Michaels popping up makes sense. You know how the WWF does
0: mm-hmm Ooh, teasers
1: all fun stuff i gave this a b plus
0: okay all right all right well that's fair that's fair <laughs> <laughs> gimmick infringement again um i gave it a b i didn't go quite b plus um just because it was a tv magic could have been a little i would actually wouldn't have mind seeing this go a little longer before the interference but i realized looking at the show why they're saving some time
1: we <laughs> yep we could have just cut the next match and be done with it but we'll get there Seriously.
0: We'll get there. But so B plus B and this, I'm glad we talked. I'm glad this actually happened this way because I want to have a little conversation of a little something that happened on Twitter. I believe it was yesterday that I got to it. Not an argument. We'll call it a discussion because we wasn't angry and I didn't. I wasn't angry. at anybody. I just think the person's wrong. Whoever posted this you probably know where I'm going with this after this match, because I'm sure you saw it. And if you follow us on Twitter at AEWR pod, you probably saw it too. Somebody posted a graphic comparing AEW to WWE in one statistic, the DQ, no contest, uh, double, I believe it was no contest, double knockout DQ finishes. For the year, Uh, Raw, SmackDown, and NXT, slash NXT 2.0, whatever you want to call it, all combined, has 73 of those finishes. It sounds like a big number. I'll break it it down here in a minute. AEW, you want to take a guess, Arnold? Did you see how how many they have? Yep, I saw it. They have two for the entire year, two. And people were saying this is why AEW is better. Than WWE. Now, pull out your notebooks and take some notes because I'm about to take you all to school and tell you why that's wrong. I'm not saying that right now AEW is not better than WWE because I could sit in a wrestling ring and fart and it'd be better than WWE right now. But let me tell you why you need DQ finishes, double knockouts, no contests, whatever. Because two reasons. If you if you have none, that means, A, your heels aren't cheating, and or they're either not cheating or they're not getting caught. And let me tell you why that's bad. If they're not cheating, they're not being heels. They have to cheat. Yep. Okay. Let's say they are cheating. They're not getting caught. If your refs only caught them once or twice, your refs are stupid and buried and all need fired because you need to give me some semblance of it's real. You can, you can Mm -hmm. sit there all day long and pretend, well, we all know it's not real, so it doesn't have to be real. Well, no, for one thing, you need some semblance of this is a contest. There are rules. This, this harkens back to the ref is there to do more than count one, two, three. Okay. You need, if you're, Heels are cheating, and your ref's only catching them two times for an entire year so far. Ten months? Let's go ahead and say 11 months. Eleven months so far? Twice they've been caught cheating. And I don't even think both. I think one of those is a double knockout. I don't even think one of those is a DQ. And this is with what? Four shows plus pay-per-view? I think they were just counting three in pay-per-view. And for WWE, we're counting I didn't count the pay-per-views. I just did it to shows. And the number 73 sounds like a lot. It's 1.7 a week. Like, not per show. For all three shows, they do, what is that, five, seven hours. Seven hours of wrestling a week. And we get less than two a week. I mean, yeah, is that number probably a little high? Yeah. Yeah. Probably could pull it down to, I, was, I mean, less than one a week. That's fine. But I'm not even going to attempt to do the math in my head of how many that's for AEW. I didn't even bother because it would be .00, 00 something.
1: Oh, yeah. that'd be It'd be a ridiculously small number. And, <clears throat> I mean, yeah, my thing is just kind of piggyback, I guess, in a way off of what you said. Because, I mean, you're absolutely right. That buries your refs. And at that point, it's like, what's the point of having refs? If,
0: Aha, there's, there's the dilemma. They don't think they do. Yeah, they just need like, somebody to count point? one,
1: two, three. Because, I mean, the thing is, and especially, I mean, in nine times out of ten, if WWE's doing that, you have a double knockout or a no contest or a DQ, there's a reason. Like, it's not like, you know, we've got random slob number one versus land, random slob number two, and they just have a match, and then random slob number two decides to, like, whip out, a two by four for no reason is it doesn't happen chances are these two guys or gals have a match at i don't know wwe dumb pay-per-view name
0: 2021 in your house from the market square arena
1: (laughs) and you know there's a reason why that's happening double knockouts they work when it's like okay we don't want to make you know wrestler a look tougher than wrestler b we don't want wrestler b to lose you know there's reasons for this stuff to happen and if you don't have any dqs or anything like that even once in a while a week like hell even once a week then it's like in a way you're like what's the program here like Who's this guy going up against, or who's this woman going up against? And that,
0: that's, that's another issue. AEW doesn't do programs. They don't do rematches. Remember? That's right. You're one and that's done right. with somebody. You're one and done. When you fight and beat that guy, you're done. You move on to somebody else. We don't get rematches most of the time. Right. Right. And, and that's another thing they think's great.
1: My thing is, I mean, even if it's like, oh, you know, this is for the AEW title. Okay. Well, we'll say Kenny Omega is. I'm pretty sure he's the champ right now. I don't know. I don't watch it. He is. But it's like, all right. So Kenny Omega beat Herper Derp. Yay. Congratulations. Herper Derp should get a rematch, even if it's just one and he still loses. And it's like, okay, now on to the next thing.
0: Nine and times out of 10, I'll agree with that.
1: Yeah. And that's the thing. You know, exactly. Nine times out of 10, every now and again, yes, you know, one, two, three. Okay. It's over. And then even during the celebration, here comes the next guy. You know, we've seen that a lot. And I mean, that's the thing. Like there's, there's, there's gotta be a realism to it. There's gotta be some realism to it. And it's gotta make sense. Like if I just have two guys, like we've discussed before, where it's like, they're just standing, happen to be standing around eating donuts. And it's like, hey, you guys just go pound out a match real quick. We got this. Like, we, we just need space, whatever, just go. Like, unless you're doing that, those guys don't need a DQ. Those guys don't need a, like a double knockout or whatever. Go in there, put somebody over clean, and go to the pay window. You're done. Enjoy right. your beer.
0: All right, let's, let's book a fantasy scenario right now and show you what, how you can use a DQ. Right now, one of my big gripes is with w, or WCW. It's almost AEW. <laughs> Is and when I say WCW, I mean like 99, 2000, 2001 WCW, not the not what we're watching now. But, um, one thing they do is they just have stipulations just to have stipulations. When I talked about their last pay per view, I can't remember the name of it all out, all in, all over, whatever it was, all over the place. But they had that. I watched that Bucks match, which was an atrocity that they had a cage match for no reason, no reason to have a cage match other than to have a cage match and have something to just to have a cage match. Really? That's not why you have a gimmick match. That's not why you have a cage match. We didn't have a buried alive match just because Well, screw it. Let these, they're just pick two guys and let's have a cage match. If you remember, I said that they, they even said this on their show that the bucks and the Lucha team, I can't remember their name. Lucha bros. That's harsh. Why can't remember that? They hadn't fought in two years. Hadn't wrestled against each other in two years, but now they suddenly need a cage match. No, here's how you do a cage match. Let's say that, let's take, you said Kenny Omega. Let's take him. He's, he's right now, his next match of their pay per view is going to be versus a very underrated somebody that they've screwed up horribly, Hangman Adam Page. Yes. Okay. And in this fantasy scenario, let's not pretend that Daniel. Or brian danielson's waiting in the wings and everybody knows he's gonna be the one to take the title off of omega let's pretend he's somewhere else okay just for the scenario so we get this match with omega and page omega's the heel he's got the big faction with the young bucks and the other stooges Uh, adam cole somehow got thrown this crap goes from one of the greatest factions ever to getting kissed on the cheek on national TV. <laughs> God. But anywho, let's say here's what happens. Omega and Page are going back and forth. Page goes to hit him with that one-winged angel thing, but you know he doesn't kick out of it. He, he gets out of it, doesn't, doesn't take the move. Then he hits he hits Omega with that buckshot lariat, which if you've ever seen that thing, that's Ooh. that's a pretty looking move. Yeah. The, yeah, I like that. I like Adam Page, think he's a good talent. Mm-hmm. I just wish they wouldn't have made him a drunk. <sighs> anywho, anywho, he hits Omega with the buckshot lariat. But here slides in Adam Cole right in front of the ref. Super kick to the chin. There's your DQ. And, yeah, you can scream, oh, my God, a pay-per-view match ended on a DQ. (laughs) Okay. Hangman demands a rematch Wednesday night. This is how your pay-per-view goes off. Hangman on the mic. Omega's walking up the ramp. He's leaving. He's celebrating. All their little people are celebrating. They win. Paige grabs a mic and says, I'll tell you what, I demand a rematch on Wednesday night. And authority figure number seven comes out and goes, you know what, Mr. Page, you earned it. You got it. Rematch Wednesday night. Here comes Wednesday night. They wrestle again. Buck shot Larry to Omega again. Here slides in the young buck superkick again. There's your second DQ. Hangman was going to win twice now, and we didn't get to see it because of interference. And before the match is even over, or not before the match is over, before it, music or anything, here comes yada, yada, authority figure. I don't know who it would be. Probably Tony Khan himself, because I think he's trying to put himself in that role. Anyway, (laughs) he comes out and goes, you know what? I'm getting sick and tired of this interference. Our upcoming all-over pay-per-view, you two in a steel cage with a top and the doors locked no interference, one-on-one, the only way to win, pin or submission. And how over would that match be?
1: You Probably get a huge
0: pop for that. And that is when you put the title on Hangman Adam Page. Yep. And guess what? We just had DQs. That led to something. You don't mm-hmm. just have DQs to have DQs because you can't. If you have to have a DQ to get out of a match, don't book that match exactly i believe it was dutch mantel said you start every booking session with a blank sheet of paper don't write that down if you can't figure out how to get yourself out of something you shouldn't have put yourself in there yeah exactly how it goes that's my rant of why dqs matter they lead to things you use them as a storytelling device if you're not, you're going to use DQs, double knockouts, whatever. That's like running a 100-yard dash and tying an anchor to your foot and wondering why you're dragging. Exactly. <laughs> the pun intended. DQs are fine. Does, does WWE do them too often? Yes, I even put that. Mm. they. I would like to see them do less, and I'd like to see AEW do more. Not to that level. And I'm not going to quantify... A, a number because it's situational it really right. it needs to be when you need one do one right here perfect example sid and owen did this match need to have one maybe not but it fur- it didn't hurt anybody didn't hurt sid he still looked strong he was going to win yep owen and owen and bulldog get the heat for ending the match They still look like heels, and then we're furthering along the Shawn Michaels and Sid feud, so I don't understand. This was a DQ that didn't hurt anybody. We both liked it. Yep, and it made sense. It made sense. It furthers a story along. If you don't do DQs, you're just going to have a backstage segment with Shawn Michaels talking to Sid. Yep. How exciting. DQs matter, folks. D well, Dairy Queen does too, but <laughs> disqualifications lives matter. No, nah, I'm just I'm just kidding. I don't want to mock that. That was wrong. I'm sorry. Why do I always come off like a racist idiot? Oh my god. You need DQs. I'll just say that.
2: All right. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You know what we didn't need? The smoking guns versus the God ones. No, no, we did not. No, we did not. <laughs> do you know the Do you know the best part about this whole match? What's that? The God ones coming to the ring with pigs. <laughs> Literal, four-leg, curly-tailed, little baby piggies. I heard one of them squeal, and I thought, mankind's going to run in. No, never mind. <laughs> uh, they they came. Oh, oh, and JR's back on commentary with a functioning microphone. And the more One I times. the more I hear Vince McMahon old commentary. The more I hate it. But Jr. <laughs> JR does tell us that Bret Hart is here tonight. He is
1: in the building, folks.
0: Yep, yep, yep. The Godwins have pigs. Great. The winner of this is the new number one contender for the tag team titles. I mean, so JR's been told by credible sources, which would be, I guess, Gorilla Monsoon. Who else would it be? (laughs) Was it Jimmy the mailroom boy saying, you know what? The winner of this gets a tag team match. Well, you're a credible source. (laughs)
1: It <laughs> sounds legit. I mean,
0: that was that was a really dumb thing to say. Just say I heard it from Monsoon. But anyway, right. all right. So I, I know we talked about it the other day Billy and his thumb. Yeah, he's got something with that thumb because I mean, knows he tags in, does like one move, tags right back out. So, I think that's why they took the belts off him to begin with, and probably. I don't know, but uh, this was not fun because this was all about Billy Gunn showing off and he's infatuated with Sonny. Go figure. Well, great. Aren't we all?
1: (laughs) True that. I mean, that's pretty much, that was pretty much this match. I, I, It's one of those things like tell me your tag division is lacking without telling me your tag division is lacking.
0: We have a team called the Body Mm Donnas. Yeah.
1: It seems like it's some combination of these teams because we haven't seen the Body Donnas in a while. I believe, yeah, you said Chris Candido was like injured.
0: I'm assuming. I haven't penalty. looked it up, but we haven't seen him since SummerSlam. He never even got the tag in at SummerSlam. Like the New Rockers, where they at? They wrestled on the pre-show of Buried Alive.
1: Then, of course, I mean, Owen and British Bulldog are your champs, and they, you know, Owen had a match before this one. So, I mean, obviously, they're not going to be in it. And plus, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, it just shows – To me, really, just shows how weak the division is at this point. But then again, we all know the old saying, Vince McMahon hates tag teams.
0: Mm -hmm. And it's not a new thing. Vince Mm -hmm. has always not cared about tag teams at all. For some reason, he's always had the thought that tag teams won't draw big money. Hmm. Well, when you book them like this and have these crappy tag teams, yeah, you're right. (laughs) Seriously. Seriously. He always thought that, like Owen and Bulldog, that the best tag teams were just two single stars put together. And he's still, if you look at your tag teams now that, he, mm-hmm. that he's using. Like, I haven't watched it in a while, so I can't. I know the Usos are there, which they're a good tag team. Mm. But I know we said yesterday or on our last review, we liked them, the Bar, Cesaro and Sheamus. Oh, yeah. Uh, but again, that was just two people randomly thrown together. Look at how, look at how, criminally misused the revival were. Oh big time. You're gonna tell me that you can't if you would have put the Usos and the Revival in a program, you're gonna tell me you couldn't have headlined a big pay per view with that. <laughs> Horse crap you couldn't I would sell my kidney to see that. Right. An we, amazing main event. But the thing is we don't they don't have pay per views anymore because it's all on the peacock. <laughs> True. But this, yeah, Vince hates tag teams. Um, I wrote Billy tagged in, they immediately would go to commercial, come back, Bart's already back in. Uh then Billy tags in, does one move, tags back out. Yeah, Billy's hurt. His thumbs really hurt. Mm-hmm. But what are you gonna just have a two tag team division? The Rockers and Godwins? Right. I mean, and then Owen and Bulldog, but but yeah. Um, Bart took the slop drop. Godwin's win, one, two, three. Billy was showing off again, lost him the match. Mm -hmm. So we're teasing the end of the guns, which sucks because out of this whole division, I think they're the best tag team of the bunch. Right. In their current gimmick form. I really do like the Godwins later when they turn into bouncers. For Jarrett. Oh, I can't remember what they even were called. I, was like,
1: I can't remember on top either.
0: But they were wore suits, glasses, stood there with their arms crossed, and were without Bret Hart. Jeff Jarrett's like bodyguards cannot remember their names. Doesn't matter. But <laughs> I like them better as this. They're both good talents. Mm-hmm. But, ah. Uh, Good tag team. I don't mind their work at all, but this this was here. This is we have to do something with a tag team, I guess. <sighs> didn't hate I mean, I didn't hate it, but I didn't like it. It was just there, middle of the road, got to do something. I just want tag teams. I want good, solid tag teams, and we don't have them. Nope. And that's disappointing me because I've always – made it known that I prefer tag team wrestling. My It's my jam. So didn't hate it, didn't like it, straight middle of the road, and that's exactly where the grade went, straight up C for me.
1: Yep, it was like and I gave it the same grade. It's like I went, yeah, straight C. Um, Honestly, it seems like most tag matches right now on Raw are just – Beating a dead horse, essentially. But then again, I mean, yeah, it's like I said, Body Dons have been out of action, so really a lot of that you've got what, yeah, Owen and Bulldog, the Godwins, the Guns, which I mean they're not going to be around much longer, and then the Rockers or new Rockers, and I mean that that is your tag division right now, and yeah, unless they just kind of pull random guys together and say, hey, you guys want to be a tag team? Too bad. I'm paying you. Here you go. Have fun. And even that, it's kind of like, okay, why?
0: (laughs) Exactly. Exactly.
1: That's pretty much how it goes there. So, yeah, straight C's all around.
0: All right. Well, let's move on from that. Let us do that.
1: Um, I don't know if you put this section in the notes, but I did. uh, Talking about the – Inductees to the uh, 1996 WWF Hall of Fame.
0: I fast forward since I've seen the word Hall of Fame. So fair enough.
1: Take it away because I have no idea. <laughs> All right. So, for folks watching this at home, the music they picked for this sounds like something you would have seen on like a video that your job might have put together and decided they didn't want to pay for music or something or just, you know, use music. But your uh, inductees were. Pat Patterson, first Intercontinental Champion, Jimmy Superfly Snooker, and Senior Vinnie Mack, not Vincent Kennedy McMahon, but Vincent J McMahon, the father of the WWF. And I mean, that's cool, I guess. Um, I don't know much about McMahon, like I don't know much about him, but, I mean, you look at what happened with uh, Pat Patterson and Snuka later on down the road. <clears throat> but, uh yeah. Yes, Drew?
0: I was going to tag in if you wanted some information on Vince McMahon.
1: Oh, I'll take it.
0: I mean, what do you want to know? He sold Titan Sports to – or All-Star Wrestling or whatever it was called. I can never remember the name of it. It was the WWWF. Three W's. The Worldwide Wrestling Federation. Talk about a mouthful. Yeah, it was a little... I mean, if you want to call the Office of Redundancy Office and file a patent for that patent. Yeah, Um. he was Vince's dad. He started the company. <laughs> Let's not... I mean, there needs to be a Vince McMahon Jr. biography. I'm sorry. A legit one. Somebody legit i mean it'll never happen because you'll never get to talk vince to talk about his time in north carolina Ah, hmm. uh, yeah uh, where's, where's daddy issues much but um yeah but i mean he was vince jr started the company um or not vince jr vince senior started the company I mean, we could go a whole, I don't want to get into it because we go into a whole, <laughs> whole long time of the history of Vince and Vince Jr. But yeah. So it was those, is it just those three or did I cut you off too early? Oh, no, you were good. I believe that was it. That's the only ones I caught. Uh, Snuka, let's take him out for being a murdering idiot. And I like the Pat Patterson one. Pat Patterson created the my favorite thing in wrestling and history. Oh, I see a a raised eyebrow. All right, trivia. There's today's trivia question. What did Pat Patterson create that I absolutely love? Hashtag AEWR trivia. All right. Let's see how that works out. Oh, speaking of, you can get tickets
1: for this Hall of Fame event from Ticketmaster.
0: One 9999 Oh wait, no. I mean, it says phone uh, phone
1: number is still like it isn't active anymore. But I mean, hey, I mean, you miss a hundred percent of the shots
0: you don't take, guys. That's true. So, twenty five years later, where is their Hall of Fame located?
1: I figure it'd probably be online by now. I mean, it's probably on the Peacock.
0: They have a celebrity wing. Which True. which they just law- launched we well not they, but somebody just launched a WWE Hall of Famer into space last week. Why is there a why is William Shatner in the WWE Hall of Fame? I mean, I know why, but why
1: Maybe somebody's a trekkie. Or they really like Officer T.J. Hooker.
0: Well, I mean, that was his best show. I mean, don't get me wrong. I do like Star Trek, Star Wars, and I'm a nerd. But, I mean, good God we're talking wrestling here. Is it too much of a stretch? think I like space stuff. (laughs) Anywho. (laughs) Anywho, but, yeah. But, yeah, Hall of Fame. So, sorry, I interrupted there. Oh, no, I mean, that was pretty much it. Yeah, I saw that and just fast-forward and went, don't care. See you later. <laughs> I don't,
1: frankly, don't really blame you for that.
0: It takes it would take, like, a monumental somebody being in the Hall of Fame for me to care now. True. A, um, i.e., uh, the maybe the Midnight Express, just saying. I mean, it pissed me off now, but let's not get there. Did you happen to catch what happened next? I did. Ooh, that bad boy, Triple H. He's right? mm. name Triple H just this Hunter Hearst Helmsley. Talk about a mouthful. No doubt. We see Mr. Perfect in the back, warming up, stretches in the most 80s track suit ever. And here comes Triple H with one of those container entertainment carts, speaker box things on wheels. I don't know what they're called. And he rams it into Mr. Perfect right into his leg. And we go to commercial. Perfect timing for the commercial. I'm just saying. Ah, that was clever. Yeah, let's take out your opponent. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Let's see what happens later.
1: Huh. That, that cracked me up though, because that was followed immediately by uh, them showing uh highlights from uh, Austin on live wire. Yeah. Going in on Bret Hart. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, Austin coming to his own.
1: Uh, Sonny looked terrified.
0: Yeah, pretty much. Which <laughs> probably legitimately was. Legit-ly, legitimately was. That nah, would
1: have been, too. I mean, you got Stone Cold yelling what? in your face. Yeah, I'd probably be a little scared, too. Mm-hmm. Even if I know he's working. Mm, well, yes, sir. No, sir. No, mm-hmm. sir.
0: <laughs> so, we come back for commercial. We have Jr. in the ring. And he introduces, he's back. Do, 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 do. <laughs> I can't do the beginning part, but I'm like, love this music. Mm-hmm. Here comes Bret Hart. And Vince, like, what's he going to do? Or no, JR, was, JR said, what's he going to do? Sorry. What's Bret Hart going to do? Is he going to retire, go off, and make movies? go home to Canada and make babies. I don't know. Maybe he's going to wrestle. And the more I know about things now, the more I realize this was just straight up shoot by Bret Hart. Oh yeah. And he all but mentions Eric Bischoff and WCW said the other show on the other channel, I believe that was a, if not a direct quote, a really close at what he said, made him a very good offer. Mm-hmm. Very good offer, and Hart put them over big time. Yeah, I was am- he I was amazed. they you know, said they were nothing but nice to him, classy. Gave him offered him a lot of money, <coughs> and he was mm-hmm. deciding should he come back here or go somewhere else. And he said that. And when he was putting them over, did you see when they showed Vince sitting at this announce desk? Hmm. Vince looked like someone just shot his favorite dog Mm -hmm. like how dare you not amused yeah he I wrote Vince look pissed and they and they showed everybody in the back watching the monitors and did you catch the cameo I did which probably could be you mean if you want a good trivia question folks when was the rocks first appearance on raw Ooh. And you could tell people, I'll give you a hint, it's pre-Summer Slant, or pre-Survivor series when he made his debut. Debut. Debut? Debut. Yeah. The Rock was one of the people watching the monitor. And you could see him plain as day. Flex Cavana was standing there. Mm-hmm. And I caught it and I wrote, The Rock! Oh, yeah, it my was a God. quick glimpse. And yeah.
1: I think part of that might have been somebody behind him like, get back. Yeah, back because he kind of you saw it It was kind of awkward. He kind of like stepped. He's like, "Eh, eh, no, keep going. (laughs) Well, he's
0: been he's been working dark matches for the last about month before and after shows, and -hmm. probably been working the house show circuit as Flex Cavana. But so, if you want a trivia question, stump your friends. When was The Rock's first Raw appearance? You would have to say Fort Wayne, Indiana, October twenty first, nineteen ninety six, and you could tell. Who told you that? Who learned you that little tidbit of information? That'd be none other than your two best wrestling friends in the whole world. The man with the plan, Arnold, and your armchair, Booker the Year, Drew, tell your friends. Boom. You just stumped them all. Dropped the a bombshell right there. Bam! Because they're all going to say, well, probably the Raw after Survivor Series, because that's when he debuted. <laughs> Wrong! <laughs> ah but yeah so everybody's watching backstage uh this is when it gets fun this is when it gets i mean this we can break this whole thing down of the implication this has on the next year mm-hmm. says he has words for sean michaels and i'm like oh this ought to be good said sean's his opponent not his enemy that'll change
2: hmm.
0: uh calls sean so oh, says um you know, he, he says a lot about Sean here. You know, that Sean's the champion. He beat him and he was very disappointed that he had to lose to Sean, but says he's back. He's coming back. He's going to wrestle and he wants to face the best wrestler in the WWF Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, verbal backhand to Sean Michaels right there. Oh, Bam. yeah. Oh, yeah. Damn. I'm like, you're the face and woo, just backhanded that heel. Perfect. Yeah, that was definitely. Perfectly said. Because, I mean, he just got He said he has words for Sean, and he's putting him over that he's the champion. He beat him fair and square in one of my favorite matches of all time, the Mm -hmm. 60-minute Iron Man match at WrestleMania. If you haven't seen that, take an hour of your time and go watch it. Absolute classic. Absolute perfection. But then he says he's going to face the best wrestler, and he says Stone Cold. Perfect. All that right. was funny,
1: though, going back to the locker room, because uh, after he announces that, like Brian Pillman gets all giddy and starts like, yeah! yeah and also kind of looks at him like, bro.
0: <laughs> yeah, Pillman was excited. Mm-hmm. excited but I, so was I. So was I. And oh, then, yeah. So it's going to be Stone Cold and Bret Hart at Survivor Series.
1: At Madison Square Garden.
0: No, the Market Square Arena in Indianapolis, Indiana. That was last night. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> I thought every, I thought Vince was plugging it so hard. That's just where every show was going to be.
1: Jeez, yeah. No kidding.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I wrote Stone Cold and Bret Hart Survivor Series. All caps. Can't wait. <laughs> um, then we took a turn left of and told the story about his nephew. Little boy dying. And I didn't look up if that was legit. I'm sure it probably was. If not. Yeah. It says he wants to be a role model and doesn't want to pose for girly. He's not the type to pose for girly books. So another backhand comment to Shawn Michaels. This. Was. Perfection. Absolute perfection. Can't. This was this was a shoot. I mean, this was not anywhere scripted. I mean, him offhandedly, even not saying the words, mentioning WCW was weird to mm-hmm. say the least. I mean, you just didn't do the other show would do it all the time. Oh yeah, like Scott Hall and Kevin Nash. Up, you know who we are. You know where we're from. Okay, uh, but WWF didn't do it. Vince wouldn't let them do it. But nope. this this was perfect. This was Brett teasing us. I think everybody knew at this point, if he's on TV, he's coming back. Um, oh, yeah. But this... Ah, so good. So, so good. Um, This was long enough. I actually did great this whole thing. Definitely gets an A for me. But just looking at what this sets up for the next year, just... Mm-hmm. Mm. Bret Hart, yeah. uh, to my in my opinion, you can argue with me if you want. Anybody out there, not just you, Bret Hart's best best run ever this year. His, I mean, we're his matches with Stone Cold. We're going to see the whole Montreal Double Cross.
1: <sighs> hmm. Oh yeah, and that's the thing. Not only did it set up the next year for Brett, this also set up the next year for Sean sets up the next really it sets up the next year for stone cold too and in a way like not only like i feel like this this whole this whole interview it's like okay we have nowhere to go with this but up because i feel like uh well of course you know sean is the the guy right now he's the champion brett the guy he's a mega star austin Still in that rocket ship, baby. He's on his way up. And to get a nod like that in this type of interview from Brett the Hitman Hart, especially in, we're talking mid-90s Brett Hart, like, that's a pretty big deal. Mm -hmm. And, and of course, I mean, we started with King in the Ring 96. So, I mean, we, and obviously this is 25 years later. So, I mean, we know what becomes of Steve Austin. We know what becomes of Sean. We know what becomes of Brett and so on and so forth. But this right here, from beginning to end, it's, I loved it. I loved it. I really enjoyed it. I'm glad Brett's back. I cannot wait to see some of Brett's matches coming up.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I miss Brett Hart matches.
0: So of mm-hmm. everybody that's ever had a name, a gimmick name, like you, Shawn Michaels was the showstopper, uh Sting was the icon um you know you go down through him history mm-hmm. the excellence of execution for Bret Hart is absolutely probably the most truthful one ever yes. yes one of the greatest wrestlers just who was always just right where he needed to be the moves looked great psychology was wonderful he mm-hmm. just got it Got every oh, yeah. bit of it every match ever I'm not saying every match was flawless not every match needs to be flawless but this was one of the greatest talents ever and we're going to get to see his best run in my opinion and you were talking about stone cold um we knowing what he's going to be mm. oh, he's got the stone cold gimmick that's yep. part one. And he's only got two more pieces left really that he needs to put that house together for his run. Yep. And spoiler alert. Not really spoiler, but little bit of hint. Bret Hart's one and Bret Hart leads to the second. So mm-hmm. that's, a, that's the thing.
1: Only things missing with Austin right now, high profile match and a strap.
0: Well, that's not exactly where I was going with it, but The two catalysts that turn him into Stone Cold Steve Austin is where I am in. not like. So, yeah. The two things that turn the two things that really turn him from Steve Austin to really Stone Cold Steve Austin that we're going to know that puts this company on his back and pulls it up the mountain. They both have to do with Bret Hart. So we'll get there. We'll get there. But, yeah, this was mm, so good. So, so good. Yeah, but like I said, I put A on this. Did you grade this?
1: I didn't, but if I did, it'd
0: be an A. Okay. Yeah. Any any comments on it? Anything, anything else? Nope. Well, okay. Did you catch the tournament that's starting? I did. Any, any thoughts on the tournament? Because I have a few. Um. Other
1: than the fact that I felt like this segment went on way too long. Um, that,
0: that's obvious. Yes. Other than that.
1: Uh... <laughs> All
0: right. Well, I will enlighten you why this was probably the second best segment on the show. And you're probably thinking, what? What? The next segment? And no, folks, I'm not talking about the next in ring segment. I'm talking about the package, I'm talking about the Karate Fighters Tournament. All right. And if you don't remember what Karate Fighters were, it was Milton Bradley's either update or blatant ripoff of Sock'em, Bop'em, or whatever it was called robots. But these Bop things, Robots, that's it. But these <laughs> things spun and kicked and were Karate Fighters. And they're sponsoring Survivor Series. Cool. Great. We're going to have a tournament of the talents playing against each other and Karate Fighters. And do you know what made this the best segment ever was just a one little quip from Jerry the King Lawler when they were showing the brackets and Sable was, res- or was fighting against don't know, don't care. But he got mad because he said Sable is a known cheater. And then let's go to the ring with Mark Marrow. Oh, I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> Foreshadowing. I don't know why wow. you could not have had that any more perfect. Saying that Sable's a known cheater and then immediately going to the ring and showing her husband she cheated on. Because I'm sorry, she's a hoe bag. I mean, perfect segment. Perfect. I just had our eye pop so hard when he said Sable's a known cheater. And I'm like, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she's also a no talent floozy but we'll get that we'll go get... <laughs> speaking of sable I, I haven't caught it yet but if you guys are keeping up with dark side of the ring she will be heavily mentioned in the latest episode of dark side of the ring the loon of the sean story Ooh, yeah i can't wait to see this one yeah I still That'd need to catch up because I haven't got to watch the Bruiser Bedlam one yet. I, can't I like haven't that. seen that
1: one yet either.
0: Oh, that one's Johnny K-9 Bruiser Bedlam. Yeah, good mm. one. You want to talk about living a double life. Nicest guy in the locker room. Greatest, not not I mean, not the greatest wrestler, but, you know, great guy. Everybody enjoyed him. Apparently ran a motorcycle gang, blew up a police station, allegedly blew up a police station. I don't know. Guys need to be watching Dark Side of the Ring. Those are so good. So oh, yeah, well are. done. There's a reason that the topics always trending on Twitter the next day. There's a reason more people watch it than NXT. Mm-hmm. And AEW. Uh I mean, it may not be every episode, but I know some of them have I do better that week. Oh, yeah. uh, so okay. So we get Marrow and Sable with mr perfect and monsoon i'm like i wrote right now i smell bait and switch <laughs> all right so the doctors won't let the doctor slash monsoon won't let mr perfect wrestle all right great then mr perfect says but i'll tell you what my buddy mark here he'll wrestle you and Trips goes, well, I'm not contracted to wrestle him. Sorry about your luck. And Mr. Perfect's like, well, what if he puts his intercontinental title on the line? Yeah. And <laughs> Trips is like, oh, well, if he does that, yeah, we'll have a match tonight. <laughs> and Vince is like, he can't do that. Only Monsoon can do that. And I'm like, well, he's standing right there listening to it. and He doesn't seem to have any objections to it.
1: I was like, yeah, Mary, yeah, Meryl was he was there for it. He's like, you know, you helped me get this title. You know, I think I think I could pay, repay the favor. He was ready to rock and roll.
0: Yeah. And Trips is like, well, if he puts the title on, yeah, we'll have we'll have that match. <laughs> well, duh. <laughs> I mean, I would. And I'm starting to go. Know. I'm starting to smell smells. You smell that? Is that bass? Trout? Cod? I don't know, but it smells a little fishy. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So Monsoon says, well, you know what? If he agrees. You agree. Yeah, we'll have an intercontinental title impromptu match. That is how you do an impromptu match, folks. You don't just have two people out there doing promos and come back from commercial break and bam, there's a match. That's how you do. That's how you do the switch. All right. Okay.
1: Let's see here. Well, see, these are the commercial breaks I'm cool with, by the way. They set the match up. All right. Monsoon's like, all right. Yeah. All right, cool. Let's do it. Everybody's like, yay, title match. We'll be right back. Come back. Match pretty much just started. That we know of. Because, like you said, it probably might have been probably, probably a tie-up or something to start it off. So it's like, yeah, we don't need to see that. Let's watch a uh, random commercial with a wrestler in it. Actually, no, I don't think there was one on this one. I think it was just black and then right back. Yeah. But um might have been a USA commercial for that one. But, yeah, you know, see. Uh... Oh, excuse me. Sorry. Uh see Marrow tossing Triple H around. Get some arm drags, that back body drop. That was,
0: yeah, that was wow. I <laughs> miss those. Nobody does those anymore,
1: right? I, was like, I don't see why there is. I mean, it's a fun move to watch. I don't know if I'd take one personally. let say I think
0: that that might be the issue, but <laughs> people took them for years every night and every night and every night, mm-hmm. freaking seven, six, seven times a week. True, but I'm just saying, you know, nowadays they work well, two. Three, maybe three times a week.
1: Oh, yeah, true. it then was. Yeah, I think they're working year round too.
0: Yeah, they did back. They did back in the old days, six, seven days a week. You work two months and have one day off.
1: That's very true. I don't know. It's like, yeah, things are a lot
0: different now than they were then. That's for darn sure. And remember, back then they'd work into their fifties because they knew what they were doing. Now you work three times a week and you can't make it to thirty. <laughs>
1: True. All right. So, um, oh, did you see that? I right, speaking of like, I know we didn't say anything about cowardly heels, but um, Triple H gets knocked out to the to outside of the ring. Marrow goes to do a suicide dive. Trips grabs Sable. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, oh, yeah. All I was thinking is, please hit Sable in the face. Please hit Sable in the face.
1: Because I kid you not, it looked, I, it looked like Meryl was about to go over at that point. I yeah. thought it was, and he caught himself. And I was like, ooh, that would have been gnarly. It would have been funny.
0: That would have been hilarious. <laughs> gnarly. I mean, I think I have made no bones about it that I cannot stand Sable. So, yeah, I was at that point. Yeah, Hunter would have had no choice but to, like, try to
1: fling her out of the way as quick as possible and, try to catch marrow that would have been oh yeah that could have been a whole little like well mm-hmm. that's the end of that match the belt on perfect because mm-hmm. these two are heaps of their former selves at this point but <laughs> yeah no that was good and then followed by what was probably
0: another break
1: should have been no but, there, was,
0: uh, there was a commercial break uh, there were, they had two one to start the match and one in the middle. <laughs>
1: Oh yeah, that was. I was like, right after that, like trips. I think he said something to Sable. Sable slaps him. Yeah. <laughs> and then he goes after. Mero's like, "That's my girl," for now, and then punches him. Punches him, gets him back in the ring.
0: <laughs> Brock Lesnar's entered the chat.
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> but who's yours, sir? My apologies. Please don't eat me.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't think Brock's listening to this. They have. Do they have podcasts in Iowa or Minnesota, wherever he lives? I don't care.
2: <laughs>
0: <sighs> don't care. Anywho, yeah. Sorry, I interrupted again. Oh no, you're oh you're good, brother.
1: Um, I did like the little sequence they had with the near falls between them there.
0: Yes, yes. That was
1: fun to watch. Good heel spot
0: um, by Trips. Mary went. Mm-hmm. Mira went for that shooting star press, and trips just pushes the ref into the
2: ropes. <laughs>
0: By the way, speaking of that ref, he Tim White was an underrated ref. He was always mm-hmm. always one of my favorites. Always had the right expression. Good good, always in the right spot. I know refs are like, oh my God, how can refs be good or bad? There are good and bad refs. And he was one of the good ones.
1: Yes, and the thing is, if you... If you can remember them by name, I feel like for one reason or the other.
0: Yeah. Like, good or bad.
1: Good or bad. And if, if you can remember a ref's name, it's like, yeah, I mean, they made some sort of impression, you know?
0: I, for some reason, I always usually did. Know, I mean, it, they're part of – there's always a third person in the ring for a reason. Yep. I mean, I can remember Tim White, Mike Chioda, um, earl hebner of course earl Hebner's usually remembered for one thing we'll get there they're good bad i can remember is that idiot that just looked like he was wearing blackface and nxt for a long time till he got fired for being a nut job i don't remember his name don't want to mention it if i didn't remember it but i remember him There's Rick Knox in AEW, who is absolutely the most worthless, pathetic referee I've ever seen in any match ever, who refuses to enforce any rules whatsoever, doesn't do anything other than stand there in the corner and count the three. He's exactly what AEW fans love because he does every Young Bucks match, which means he doesn't enforce tags. You don't have to tag in and out. It's just constant four ways. He just stands there and watches. You can pull out a Glock and or Arn Anderson come out with a Glock and shoot three of them in the head, pin them all, and he'd be like, okay, we're good. That's not cheating. But anywho, refs matter. Tim White was one of the good ones. Hated to see him. He had to retire because of a shoulder injury. But, yeah, just let me go give shout-out when you're a good performer. I don't care what you do. If you're a good timekeeper, you're a good timekeeper. I mean, it wouldn't be too hard to do that, I wouldn't think, but ring announcers, Finkel, I miss me some Finkel. Oh, (sighs) yeah. But anywho, (laughs) that was a way out of left field rant, but I I actually did write down that I missed Tim White. Good breath. Hey, fair enough.
1: All right, well.
0: Yeah, so he shoves Tim White into the road (laughs) and knocks Mark Barrow down. I like that spot. That's why I wanted to go there.
1: That was great. I was like, so we got that.
0: All right, now. I'm trying to figure.
1: Oh, here we go. That's when uh, we start getting foreign objects in the ring here. So uh, here uh, here comes Trips. He's like, oh, no. I don't think I can beat this guy. I need a chair. So... Here comes the chair. He's about to hit Marrow. Sable's like, no, please. And he's like, uh, get off of me. I'm going to hit him with the chair. And then I believe that's where. Is that when Perfect comes into the ring? To yeah. Save the day.
0: Perfect came in. He, he was on. He's like, oh, I got to I got to do something. I got to I got uh, he Oh, yep. yep uh, and he leaves. Yeah.
1: So he gets up and they're like, oh, oh, there goes Mr. Perfect. Perfect comes in the ring to save the day not so fast my friends
0: perfect heel turn coming Be-do-be-do.
1: and uh well there's your swerve of the night pedigree one two three and the new intercontinental champion hunter hurst helmsley
0: yeah so thanks for coming mark marrow your sure, intercontinental right. title reign was two weeks <laughs> give or take <laughs> all right i mean if look up transitional champion see mark marrow Mm. oh yeah yeah or iron (laughs) cheek um this was dang near perfect this whole from the start to finish i mean we've had two weeks of
2: Mr. Perfect's coming back.
0: To all of a sudden, well, Trips takes him out. Good heel move. And I was thinking, I almost said this the last time we saw Mr. Perfect, that I hate Perfect as a face. He's not good. He's not nearly as good. I mean, look at, look at, no pun intended. Look at his face, his physical face. That is a punchable heel face. It really is. That is a punchable heel face. So absolutely right. I don't understand the whole why the the whole stealing of women thing was kind of weird in retrospect. I guess he just whispered near it's time to go now. We're in coats. <laughs> Is all I can figure out? I don't know. But yeah. But I love this. I loved every part of this except for one thing. Sable being anywhere near it. <laughs> because her screaming, no, I that whiny voice. Yes. With just obvious fake emotion. She can't she, she wanted, she never really wanted to wrestle. Even when they wanted to make her a wrestler and put the women's championship on her. She, wanted, she was wanting to use the WWE to be in TV and movies with that voice <laughs> and those acting skills. Yeah, hard pass. The only thing she had that could put her in movies was about six inches under her chin, and they're movies that aren't known for having a good plot, if you know what I mean.
1: <laughs>
0: those are the movies she was qualified to be in. And even then, (gasps) great. I will make the comparison, not comparison. I will use Tony Stark's line again. The only thing, good thing about her, the only thing special about her came out of a bottle. And it was made of silicone. I'm just saying. Other than that, this was perfect. Uh I
1: see what it did there. So, for lack of a better term, right? Yeah, for better.
0: <laughs> and the one thing, oh, another thing we forgot to mention. Did you see the sign in the front row? So, there were a couple. Hump his face, gold dust. Oh, yeah, I did see that one. <laughs> <clears throat> right
1: in front of the hard camera.
0: Oh, yeah. I to see it. I've kinda, I'm kind of, yeah. Two years ago, they would have edited that out and went, nope. You're not having that
1: straight up walked up to him and said, you need to take that sign down like right now.
0: (laughs) And you know know what really makes me happy is we get to see that sign for three more weeks. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) And if you folks think I won't mention it for three more weeks, you are dead wrong, dead wrong. But yeah, this whole, I, this whole segment, this whole finish of this show, um, loved it. This got an A for me.
1: Oh yeah, this this hands down got an A, and for, I mean for me as well, obviously. Um, it was like you hit the nail on the head. This this right here, this was good booking. This was good booking because we've heard for how many weeks now? You know, Perfect's making his in-ring return, going up against Triple H. Blah blah blah. He's still in his escorts or valets, excuse me, whatever, and. You know he comes down to the ring. Here comes Mark Merrow with him. You know, they've been kind of buddy, buddy, whatever. Perfect swerve because everybody's like, Oh, you know, he's going to come save the day. Nope, he's cracking with a chair. We got a new champ. Um, where does this go from here? We
2: don't know.
0: Um, yeah, I'm kind of curious. I- Trips and Perfect are together. I like it. I'm kind of liking that pairing. Mm-hmm. There's your tag team. <laughs> I mean,
2: hey, why not?
0: <laughs> Let's just throw these two together. Perfect um, Blue Bloods. Marrow, thanks for coming. I'm assuming mm-hmm. they realized real quickly, hey, this isn't what we thought he was going to be. But this wasn't a bad match either, though. I mean... Uh-huh. He's not having bad matches, but I think when Vince signed him, I think they thought for some reason Vince thought top of the card guy. Yep. And Mera was never going to be that. Even as Johnny B. Bad, he was never that. Never going to mm-hmm. be that. The Johnny B. Bad character did fit WWF more than WCW. I will say yeah. that the cartoony gimmick crap and right. was was not a good fit for WCW. But it was never going to be top of the card in either one because it was never going to be taken seriously. Nope. But, nope. and to make the comparison, I know we complained about it on our Nitro review. This match, this show ended with a wrestling match and a short angle afterwards, not people walking to the ring and talking.
1: Or <laughs> trashing the announce table.
0: Yeah. Um. So, Bischoff, take notes. This is how you end the show. And yep. you, can po- you can point to the 83 weeks to the cows come home. Just because you were winning doesn't mean your show is perfect. I'm just you saying say that word a lot today. What? Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> oh, well,
1: it seems like a massive pun and it's funny. It's yeah, perfect.
0: I guess we're going to keep saying it because <laughs> he's here and apparently not wrestling, but he's here. I'm, I, I could see a feud between these two would be nice. Mm-hmm. I was actually looking forward to the match. Oh, yeah. But I like the way it went. I like the way this whole show went. If you take out the, the tag team match in the middle and give Brett more time or Sid and Owen more time or put literally anything else in there that's not in the tag team division at this point, this is a dang near perfect show. As it is, this is a very entertaining show. This oh, was yeah. a... This was a very good raw. And I believe that makes two in a row for them because I believe the go home show for
1: Oh yeah, the go home show for Barry Live was wow.
0: Yeah, it got an A for me overall. Mm-hmm. This this one overall gets a B plus for me. Very good show. Very good. Entertaining. Oh, yeah. I'm looking forward to coming back next week. When's the Undertaker coming back? We we got teased out a little bit too. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't. I mean, if you just look, we didn't even see mankind on this card. Shawn Michaels didn't really wrestle on this card. I you mean, know, toss some guys out of a ring, but Stone Cold really didn't wrestle on this show. Never didn't promo much except for his video from Livewire, which doesn't count. Nah. And we still got a B. We still got a B plus show out of this. Oh yeah. I mean, that's one thing people forget about the Attitude Era. They think that. Oh, it was the crazy storylines and the the blah blah all that and just the craziness and the what, what was it? Crash TV is what they called it in the nineties.
1: Oh, crash! I heard I've always heard trash TV,
0: trash, crash, whatever. You know that's all it was. No, what carried wrestling in the mid nineties, ninety, you know, the Attitude Era was the stars, the Austins, the Rock, the Takers, the Mankind, the Hogan's, the. Halls, Nash's, Macho Man's on the other side, even, and DDPs, Goldbergs, you know the people they'll build over there in the next few years. That's what carried the Attitude Era. It didn't Damn. have, it wasn't, it wasn't stupid Jerry Springer type storylines because if you remember, most of those were stuck to the mid card. You yep. never saw that crap with the top of the card guys. Nope.
1: And even the, in, in, in the thing about that era, though, even the mid-card guys were memorable. Mm-hmm. You know, like, there are guys I could think of from both promotions, like, Roth right the rip. Like, you think about, like, the Headbangers?
0: D'Lo Brown. D'Lo
1: Brown. Uh, Val Asno, Venus. Val
0: Venus. I mean, did you ever see any of the, the guys I just mentioned as your top-of-the-card stars, did you ever see them in a storyline even remotely close to choppy-choppy pee-pee? Nope nope nope
1: well, speaking of yeah that was another one Noku. <sighs> yeah he, would he
0: have was been... one of my favorites back in the day oh yeah the, like i would have loved to seen him in wcw what mm-hmm. if what if him I and ray him and would... ray
1: <sighs> oh yeah i was like yeah those are just the guys off of the wwf side like i mean even on the wcw side they had a lot of guys who were mid carters that were over with the fans like uh one of my favorites still to this day, the cat. You remember the cat?
0: Uh, yeah, don't mention her to Jerry the King Lawler. No, not that cat. Oh, oh, uh, Another. That,
1: uh, oh, Ernest. Uh, oh, Ernest. Ar- that was an Ernest Miller, right? Sure. I, was, I don't remember his last name, but he, yeah, it was, it was like yeah. The well, I always kind of thought of him as like kind of like Hong Kong fooey from back in the day, the cartoon, because he kind of his voice kind of sounded like that. But the dude had the gift of gab, man. He could. He could talk and talk and talk and sell anything. It was I'd be I was investing in his matches.
0: I don't remember this person you're speaking of. I'll what have he, to
1: send you something. Yeah, he was he was in WCW back in like I'm gonna say like I remember from like 98. What did he look like? Um trying to remember. He was bald. He was a black dude.
0: Was he a big tall black dude? Was it Ernie? Was it Ernie Ladd?
1: Hold on, let me let me look it up now
0: because now I'm confused. I like I've like I've said before, I mainly watch WWF, so some of the peripherals on WCW might have yeah. Ernest
1: the Cat Miller, that was it. That was his name, yeah. Ernest the Cat Miller. Oh, he's on Twitter.
0: Oh, huh, follow. Right,
1: but yeah, he was a yeah WCW. Um, yeah, and he was a, he was a martial arts guy, like legit, huh. and yeah, that he's, was his
0: gimmick. I don't remember him. Steve Black, since martial arts, the other side, Steve Blackman. Steve Blackman, yeah. That was, that was another one. Uh, Ken Shamrock, mm-hmm. who we'll see here later. Oh, yeah. Not too much longer. Uh, one of the biggest mismatches in WWF history is we never got to see Ken Shamrock wrestle Dan Severn.
1: That would have been awesome.
0: Yeah. But we'll get there. We'll get there. So I gave it <laughs> back to... We ramble a lot about other stuff, but that's what we do. This isn't scripted. This is just me and you having a conversation. Oh, yeah. Scripts are boring.
1: See modern-day WWE.
0: But anywho, I gave this a B-plus for a show. What about you?
1: I also gave the show a B-plus. This was a good show. Like, Yeah, you mean, you had that tag team match in the middle that was kind of meh.
2: But bathroom other break.
1: That, yeah. And other than that, like everything else made sense. Um, I guess in a way, the tag team match made sense because they're teasing the breakup of the smoking guns. Mm-hmm. But every other match, you know, Sid and Owen, the main event, I think that was it. But, <laughs> well, yeah, it was Raw. Oh, uh, the Bret Hart interview, it all made sense. And mm-hmm. That's especially coming back from a pay-per-view. What more can you ask for?
0: Everything furthered along, we're getting mm-hmm. more on the Road to Survivor Series. Brought oh, yeah. to you by Milton Bradley Karate Fighters. Live from the Market Square Arena in Indianapolis, Indiana. <laughs> or wait, Madison Square Garden yeah (laughs) Ah. all right so um good like you said good show moved everything along i have no complaints about this whatsoever yeah the tag team match was there it was a bathroom break yeah we're teasing it we really just need some tag teams yep And i'm I'm thinking ahead and i'm trying to remember who all i know what we're going to get in about a year but i'm trying to think what we're getting in the next year and When do the Headbangers, I know you mentioned them, when do they come in?
1: I want to say probably 97,
0: 98. I know that they're 97, at least late. I can remember. I thought they were there before that, but very underrated tag team. Mm -hmm. Always love that gimmick. Real men wear skirts. I love that. So so cool. Love that. Especially, I mean, nowadays you're looking at going, huh? But for the time, that was that whole grunge era. Mosh pits and thrasher music. Ha, 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 mosh and thrasher. Ha, ha, see what it did there? Ha, yeah. Tied all together. Oh, spe- <laughs> speaking of tying things up, though, why don't you tie this show up, Arnold?
1: think i will uh if you guys want to reminisce with us about some of your uh, favorite mid carters in either promotion around this time feel free to let us know at aewrpod on the twitter and also on the instagram if you so choose you can also let us know who your favorite wrestlers from this era are well mid carters rather through the email at aewr316 at gmail.com I believe that is what we have social wise believe so any final thoughts on the show Drewski
0: more of this more of the good stuff less of the bad stuff can't wait to Survivor Series Uh, answer our trivia question which I can't remember now
1: agree my friend <laughs> so i forgot it too i was like what was the trivia question again yeah i can't remember i, I can't either try. i can't either so we're gonna make a new one i want to make one right now you guys ready hashtag AEWR trivia why do we drive on a parkway but park in a driveway
0: Ooh, that's a good one now i'm trying
1: <laughs> just rack your minds around that one
0: dick. i'll remember it later i'm sure so when someone answers it someone can answer it yeah, yeah, I'm sitting here amazing. thinking. I'll tell you what. I that was my final thought is that I cannot remember what we've talked about. So we've talked too long. <laughs>
1: <laughs> went off went off the beaten path a few times this time around, but that's all right. That's what we do. That's why you guys love us, right? Right.
0: Oh, sorry. I was still trying to remember the trivia question.
1: Oh no, you're fine. I was. Just... It's going
0: to bother me. I'm going to have to re-listen this whole daggum thing as soon as we're done. <laughs>
1: Just make sure you throw it up on Twitter. That way, everybody.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I
1: will. Oh, crap. Because it'd be weird to get a bunch of answers and be like, what?
0: Folks, don't get old. Don't get old. (laughs) All (laughs) right. The
1: first thing to go is the memory, right? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, that's all right. We still love you anyway, Drewski. And I hope you guys love us because this has been Monday Night Raw from October 21st, 1996, 25 years ago to the day, which is kind of mind-blowing. I just saw that in the corner of my screen. But, yeah, make sure you guys follow us on those socials. We will have talking to you guys or arguing, depending on what mood we're in. Arguments are fun, because it's usually AEW versus WWE. I'm rambling again that of course has been the show for the day i am arnold just the beautiful human being that i am and with me as always my tag team partner the big drewski and we're staring up at those lights one two three
0: i'm going to remember this before too much later i'm going to sit here and but now i'm just going to say peace